Diceman Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. There we go. Once again, Three Weirdos on a Mic. Welcome into another episode. Let's get to the bottom of that. I'm your host, Byron Dice. I am joined by Jason and Joey. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Uh, well, we've got a big topic today. I think this is. I think this is a milestone today. It's. A, I think it's episode fifty. No, it's not. Really? I think it is. Wow. Who's who's counting? Who's a milestone? I don't know. You put a millstone around your neck, then you, it's over when you're <laughs> thrown. <clears throat> today is a huge topic. We're talking about war on the family. That is the name of today's episode. Now, the family, somebody's going, what are you talking about? We're in the family. Um, well, it's not really a conspiracy theory, and usually we go into weird topics like that. But this is something to get to the bottom of because this is something that is being, uh, what's the word? Pushed Bombarded? Out. Destroyed? Especially in our Western society. So um, I thought it was really key today since we're talking about and this is this is a lot of spiritual scriptural stuff as well on yeah. today's show i thought it was key to bring in a friend of the show local pastor and listener and listener friend of the, listener. well friend of the show is a listener yeah i guess i don't know oh. that's that's kind of i don't know anyway troy bailey welcome to the podcast yo <clears throat> what you guys doing no, that's the wrong one. That's I always the wrong have to. One. Yeah. Wow. I don't know where noises are. It's okay. Aura is the right one. Wow. Welcome well, into the podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Um, that's always the reply, isn't it? You thanks see that all the time. Me. Hey, welcome to you the. Guys, thanks actually, for I having me. I was taking me. a nap before I was here, so I'm kind of ticked, but you know. Yeah, we woke you up. Super. Right. Super Tuesday nights at six is my nap time. Um. Well, before we get started, does anybody have any housekeeping we got to go over? Over like last ep- episode or anything like that. Every everybody feel good. What do you mean? Explain. Well, I mean, did did somebody like blow your phone up? Hey, you shouldn't have said that on the show last week. Oh, okay. No, no they're, they're always saying that about me. They're okay, you shouldn't have said that on the podcast. Yeah. I know. Uh, next episode. Or no, next... wait, wait, hold on. Oh, go I, ahead. Yes, my kids. What do you, what do you got? My kids listened to uh, one of the episodes. Oh no! And I said a curse word. I said, yeah. See, I was searching. I through... said hell. Oh, did you? I said hell. Yeah, because you were you were trying to be proper. You said what the heck, and then he's like, "Oh, I got you. I got, I got you, dog. What? Let the me hell? back you up on that. This yeah. real man talk." And they said, "Dad, you shouldn't have done that." I said, "You're right." Well, it's yeah. good they didn't listen to the last episode because you like dropped a, a bigger one than that one. Which one was yeah. that? Well, I scrubbed through and I couldn't find. It. I knew what's in there though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. What's going? What's going on with you? You said bro? BS. Oh, that's not a bad word, though. Yeah, but we've talked about this. Yeah. J- Jason, we've talked. Did you just say BS? Or well, no, he said the word. The, oh, gotcha. You guys um, have to scrub that. You don't have a... Way. I was trying to scrub... A I do, feature? I do have one, and usually if somebody says something like that, I'll hit this little flag and it'll mark my audio, and I just forgot and I couldn't find it. So I just said... Mm, it seems more of a failure It's your Jason. Let it slide. Jason's. Oh, man. I, I am a failure. I didn't so, say that, but okay. It seems more like one. It is. Um, okay, that's good. Your son listened to the show. That's great. We won't, we'll try not to say hell, except in, in the context it's that it's place. used. Yeah. Right. Uh, today we're talking about war on the family. What does that mean? Well, let's go high level for a second. 
Okay, and to find out why there's a war in the family, we need to find out why the family fits into a culture and a society. Now, I'm about to go. I'm about to go deep into some st- some stuff that probably you're not aware of. But in Isaiah nine verse seven, it says, "For us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders." The government, key word, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Peace. And the increase of his government and peace will be no end. So already he's talking about Jesus. Jesus has got the government on his shoulders, yo, and it will not end. Psalm 2, 7 through 8. I will proclaim the decree spoken to me by the Lord. Quote, you are my son. Today I, I have become your father. Ask me and I will make you. I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. So high level government on the shoulders Father given nations to the son. Here's your inheritance. Has he got it yet? Not yet. That's to come. Mm-hmm. He's got some nations. He's, he's going to get some nations. Okay. Matthew, we go to Matthew 28. This is when the savior was on the planet. He said, Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go make disciples of what? Nations. Nations. That's what's, right. he, what's his inheritance? Nations. Oh, what's his on his shoulders? Nations. Government. Yeah. Okay, I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want you to teach them everything that I've commanded you. So if you go out through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can find a bunch of stuff that Jesus taught. It said, here is some commandments I want you to start doing. And he said, surely I will be with you until the very end of the age. So... Jesus said to make disciples of nations. Well, what makes up a nation? People. Specifically, people make up a society and a culture. Okay? Now, if we look at the one that we, and I'm I'm going to talk about this. You may have heard of this. It's called the Seven Mountain Mandate or the Seven Spheres of Influence. Never heard of it. Now, here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. I'm going to be talking. Anybody around the table on the mics, yeah. If you disagree, come on on the mic. Let's have some conflict. Listeners, give me some comments in this comment section on Spotify. Oh, you're okay. asking for it. You're, yeah, you're yeah, just bring it, it on, on dude. That's I'm just telling you this is my stance. Okay. Okay? I believe this is what makes up a nation. There's seven spheres of influence that make up a nation. You got religion. Mm-hmm. You got family. Okay. You got education. Education. You've got government. Government. You've got news, media, and commentary. Propaganda. That's like, yes. You got arts and entertainment. That's your movies. That's your art. That's your theater. You got business and economics. Love it. Okay. It's true. All of those things make up a nation. And that's what is like business. Business will drive all the other spheres of influence. You got to have money for all these other things. Correct. Right. Um, Government. You got to have a government to govern all the other spheres of influence. And this isn't just our nation. You can go to any nation and look. Yeah. Okay. So religion, for example, I say religion, mostly in our nation, it's Christianity. Okay. In other nations, you got Buddhist, you got Islam, you got Muslim, Hindu, but it's still there. And it's an active part of their society and their culture. Right. Okay. Now education, that's a big one too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Education is 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 being onslaughted too because that's kind of a branch off from the family. 
because if you can't get your family right and the education is doing damage and let's just call it government school, the public schools today is damaging the family because a lot of that junk is seeping into the family. Okay. Now, yeah. All right. Let's go here. Now, Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said he looked to Peter and this is right after Pete, uh, this is right after uh, he had asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the son, Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, well, I'll tell you what, bro. You're Peter. And on this rock, and it, what he meant was this rock of the revelation that gave you that I am the son of God, that's what I'm going to build my church on. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, when people hear the word church in Western society, they sometimes have it skewed. They have a mental image of what they think church is. Right. When Jesus was saying church, he was using the word ecclesia. Yeah. Ecclesia is a governing body that, and he used, and the reason he used language like this, because they understood it. Caesar had an ecclesia, which is people around him that directed him, counseled him, gave him advice. That was his ecclesia. And when Jesus said, hey, I'm going to build my ecclesia, they knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And when he said, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Bottom line is the gates of hell that he was talking about, in my view, and in my opinion, are these seven spheres of influence that I was just talking about. So whoever's at the top of these seven spheres of influence, that's where the gates of hell. <clears throat> hey, Hello. That's where the gates of hell are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I better get my water. Somebody talk about yourselves. <laughs> Anyone have any disagreements? I believe that's where the gates of hell are. Right. Because whoever controls the tops of these mountains, mm-hmm. that's going to flow down and either you're going to have a flourishing society or you're going to have one that is messed up, kind of like ours is today. Right. Yeah. So one of those, which what we're talking about, is the family mountain. So, Which here's I, the big, go ahead. I said, I, I think it ties, you know, all of this pretty much ties into every single one of those spheres of influence, you know, the family, education, kids, media, all of those things is going to play a role really into their spheres of influence, you know, and a couple of things, I don't know what the rest of your stuff says, but, you know, I, I kind of wanted to go into a couple of those in depth of causes. Which one of the spheres? Education, yeah, I mean, any of those things of how, like, society nowadays has been controlling that or trying to gain control over those. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I don't know. We can get to that you, if you want to keep reading. But Well, we, we, I, I think the I think the high-level thing is, it, we're talking about the war on the family, is the enemy from day one. So, that's the who. That's the enemy. Okay. Yeah, World Health. He has tried. He, she, it, whatever he is, the enemy that's discussed in the Bible has been trying to get rid of the image of God. I mean, we did a a Nephilim episode. Mm. That was the whole thing. I'm trying to screw up this DNA to mess up God's image. Man is a image bearer of God. How do you take him out? Well, if you attack the family, because if, and I think if you attack the family first, if that's not a priority, then the rest of those spheres are going to go downhill. Mm. 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? A war on the nuclear family is the single greatest attack on the social fabric of a nation. Because you you can't have people at these top spheres of influence without them coming from first a family. So if you can attack it at its core and adjust the foundation, crack the foundation, weaken the foundation, then you weaken the rest. And so, yeah, I know it's hands down. What is it? Uh, Vivek? Wamashami. Vivek. Yeah, Vivek. Vivek Wamashami. Uh, talked about in the debate last last week. It's fantastic. It was I love great, that. It was yeah. a great quote about how, um, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but an attack basically on the family is, or or the gut, or that the family is the uh, biggest governmental institute, um, and it's the most important. And so I think if you attack the family, then you're attacking the rest, yeah. um, which yeah. is why we're seeing, like, we'll go into depth, but it's why you're seeing... Um, public schools pushing back saying, we know what's best for your family. Um, right. Sit down and shut up. Um, those types of things. Because, you know, if they can control what happens behind the closed doors of your home, then they can ultimately control the outcome of what happens out in the public square. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. the, and, and he, what well, he was talking about specifically, it was, was fatherlessness. Yeah. Which is an epidemic, the home. An, a pandemic in and which, of itself. Yeah. Which once you remove that aspect from the family, you you pretty your chances are pretty much slim. Well, yeah, if you you have to remove the father because that's that's the that's the, the head. that's the pushback that you're gonna get is from the masculine side of the yeah. equation. I put it down in my notes like this: an assault can't happen if there's strong leadership in the home. So how do you take care of that? How do you infiltrate easier? Well, you take the strong man out, right? That's right. You and get him busy with vices and situations yeah. throw them in jail i mean we could go into the racial aspect of that the war on drugs and how it ransacked you know a whole generation of of black fathers for instance and you know there's a lot of deep things we could go in there but uh, the single greatest issue we face as a nation is fatherlessness in the home and not just Absolutely. them being like shacking up with a lady and getting getting out of town we're talking about even fathers in the home who are not present not present yeah yeah not aware don't care right <clears throat> I mean, a majority of people going to church are being taken by their mothers. I mean, we got a whole, right, a whole right, 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 there, right. But, but yeah, you can't. Those people, I, those fathers, I call them. Beta. There we go. <laughs> Beta. Um, yeah, it can't, it can't happen if there's strong leadership in the home. So you take out the strong part, and the rest is easy. Yeah, I mean that's that's a primarily what I have most of my notes on. Is the uh, the attack on on men themselves um, kind of the undertaking of that whole trying know, to get rid of masculinity? Masculinity. Right. I, I, a lot of my quotes are from um, the the C.S. Lewis book, The Abolition of Man. Oh, um, where it talks about this directly in the book that from childhood, uh, our education system was designed to take basically masculinity out of it, the, explaining that. You know, some of the emotions that even down to the, the nature of its core is like taking some emotion and telling a, a male that it's wrong to feel this way about a, at a certain topic. And then, you know, from childhood growing into that, I mean, it's it's been orchestrated from from day one to take our masculinity away. You know, even he, this is back. He wrote this book in 1943, mm. you know, and it's it was even back in those times. We were in the middle of a world war. And the concerns were um, taking like like one of the things he says is the, this he he took a, a book called the Green Green Book, which is a book that they were giving to kids during that age, 
and it was basically a um, it was basically like two guys talking about a a topic, and it was pushed out through the entire education system. They're talking about a topic, and they're talking about how the feelings on this topic. There's a right feeling and there's a wrong feeling, you know, instead of just the the feeling of itself yeah. being. If I mean, obviously we're getting some philosophical stuff here, but um, and then C.S. Lewis, the rest of the book just explains to him how how can that how that is how that'll destroy a, a society. You know, like one of the famous quotes from the book is like, "We make men without chests and expect from them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor in our shock to find traitors in our mists." That's good. You know, and it's, it's just, it's crazy to me, man. Like that's again, like all of my notes are off of that. So I can kind of jump in here and there from there, but it's sure. Man without chest. Yeah. I mean the man, the man is the leader of the family. Like you guys were saying. Exactly. It's uh, it's our job. And not in a domineering way. No. Yeah. But yeah, not in a domineering way, but it's, it's our job to, to raise our kids, to, to be there, to, to show them how to be men. I mean, there's numerous books over that, you know? Yeah, um, like what does it mean to be a man, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It means that you're you're you have self control, self control, self control, respect. You honor, you have values. You stand up for what's right, even when everyone else is saying it's wrong. Yeah, you you swim upstream when you need to. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Braveheart, like <laughs> just riding around with blue face, you know, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just being go, a man. Listen, dude. I know there's yeah. more of them than there are of us, but. You know, we're here's, gonna, here's, here's how it's what, going we're down. We're going to go. And if you take, you know, you take, first of all, we were talking about, you were talking about Satan and really what we're talking about is an antichrist spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. It, it, antichrist is we'll to first, get rid of the image of God. Exactly. Antichrist spirit is first anti-family. If you want to drive a wedge between God and people, then you split the family. 100%. Fathers driven by their flesh, women driven by their pride, vice versa, tear it apart. Isolate children who are forever scarred, people who don't trust their fathers, who will struggle to trust their heavenly father because the image of a father on this earth yeah. was so bad and so ugly. And uh, now we're trying to change God into a woman, you know, different things like that because, well, right. men men have been so feminized to the point of, like, you stand, like, going out and killing a buck is frowned yeah. upon, right? Yeah. Like. And it's all driven by emotion. It's not driven by anything else other than an antichrist spirit. And it really is at the core at the core of it to get rid of masculinity, get rid of everything that resembles a man, <laughs> and uh, let 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 it all kind of just crumble from that point forward. Because right. that's what happens. I mean, I don't even know what that's supposed to look like. What? It, like the, like whatever their idea is of the man crumbling. How's that supposed to assimilate into what they have? You don't well, know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is? I just even look right. Really, it com- comes down to governmental control. I mean, we can we can spend hours on that, but I mean, we've got uh, the World Economic Forum talking about by 2030, you're not going to own a single thing, and you're going to love it. Yeah. Okay. It. No. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Worry, how- the government's here. Yeah. Exactly. We'll, say- we'll take care of you. And so, you, it's kind of similar to what I kind of in my notes as well. Like we've been for generations incentivizing broken homes. Yeah. And in, right. in doing so, we weaken future generations and embolden governments to subsidize families. And ultimately, what do they do? Steal freedom. Yeah. And there's no men to stand up and say, hey, this is wrong. And then the men that do stand up are politicians who we know 
typically aren't in it for the right reason. No. And they're the ones standing up and decreeing. I mean, if you go back and look at sermons from the founding of our country, a majority of those sermons were things that were being taken up in the chambers of in, in, in the chambers of our house and our Senate. Yeah. Those those topics were being preached about in church. But but right, instead, right. what, that, what that do we do? Was, we that give was you a the five, important topic. There. Right. We give yeah. you the five hundred one c three, and we tell you to shut up. Yeah. And now everyone's scared about having to pay taxes as a church, and then you're so you're not talking talking about <laughs> things that might be considered political. And what's crazy is when I was a kid, and I'm not old. I was born in eighty six. There were political topics, and Come then there were social. Right, and then there were social topics. Right now, everything's and now everything's politics. Yeah. Everything's politicized from abortion to. Same-sex marriage to race, race, everything, everything's politics. And so uh, what we've done is now we've made it to where you can't talk about nothing from the pulpit or people are fearful to talk about. They only want you to read the Bible and talk about what the Bible says. We want to talk about end times. That's that's all they want us. And we can't talk about anything that has to do with politics. And they scare people to want to stand up and talk. And so the only people standing up and talking are politicians when what we really need are fathers in the home to stand up at school board meetings with one-on-ones with teachers, with yeah. our local politicians, stand up and say, no, enough is enough. The day-to-day, this man. is what's going to happen. What's right for my family is what's going to happen. You're, I'm going to have that freedom. If they remove right. the men, then they can they can, they can can subsidize families. They can steal freedoms because what, what's going to stop a single mother from being like, Oh yeah, you you can take that freedom as long as I'm provided for and my kids are safe. Yeah, because the the government's now taking the position of the father, and so she wants Daddy the f- Biden to be the papa. <laughs> and so it's it's the aspect of take remove the father, subsidize the family, still freedoms, and then before you you blink and you look up, there's three generations removed, and we don't we don't remember what we what we were built upon. Yeah, we don't even know what it looked like. Yeah. Which which is strange because the United States of the Republic of straight. China, yeah, right. Well, yeah, the United States of the global economy. So are we talking? World. Are we talking more of a microcosm? Of what's happening in the United States, or more of a general world epidemic? Now, what we're talking about is from the beginning of time. Sure, Lucifer, his sole goal is to destroy the image of God. Yeah. And we and we we were born in this time right now. Marriage is a direct reflection of the covenant God cut with man. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for centuries. We just happen to be born in this time right here. Mm-hmm. And this is the battle that we're in right now. Mm. Battle's been waging. Yeah. Waging? Who's Cajun? Waging. Cajun. has been raging. Waging. Has been raging for years. But what you have in this room right now. You've got fathers. Every one of them, on, every one of those microphones, a father. Where's the beta? A thing strong again? father. Do you have an alpha one? I need one. I need an alpha because that's what we need. We need alphas. In what? The home. Um, beta. Yeah, we don't need the beta. We need the alpha. What is an alpha? Joey, call? can you cut one for us? What an alpha? Yeah, a fart? that voice before we got on. Can you do that? Oh. Hey, listen now. You yeah. gotta be a man up in the house. You know. <laughs> listen, <saying>? alpha. <laughs> Listen, you got to run be that alpha, family, baby. baby. Anyway, everyone's every mic. Yeah, we've just lost all. They're like drop Joey. He's, He's weird. He's gone. See yeah, every everybody on the mic right now is a father. Yeah. Okay. We have strong families, and we we recognize that there is a war on our family, and we have to do 
we're all part of a community right here around this table. And we understand that that war is against us and we have to fight against it. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Right. So I, my question was, is it specifically just United States or is it to other nations? Like, cause we're talked about other nations earlier. Yeah. Ago. So it's like, for example, yeah, India, in- India has the lowest divorce rate. It's 1%. Oh, so dang. yeah, it's pretty low. So it, in that aspect, would there be, uh, given your seven spheres of influence yeah. for a nation, they're attacking, you we would say Satan is attacking that culture in a different way. Not no, necessarily with through the family, because if it's through the family, the divorce is won't present the dad still in the house, whether he's physically present, mental pres- mentally present or not, the, the sign of decline in the family is not showing. So there has to be another way that they're... I'd say that the attack on that... And the religion is religion. The religion, yeah. yeah. And right. then he's, he's and got then they, he's got a grip on that one. What's the you know poverty rate and things like that? I think what we're talking about is more your Judeo Christian, more yeah. like societies. Yeah, uh, yeah. The war on the where, families, the war on Christ. where we have where we have a ton of freedom. And I wouldn't say poverty is not an issue because because it, it is. But um, yeah, I, I understand the question. I think it's a good question. Yeah, but, but I, think, I, I, I think he attacks in from. many different ways. But yeah. here in America, it's for sure on the family. Yeah, mm. for sure. Well, that's the main. That's way. where it starts. That's the main one. I mean, right. Yeah. I would. I would say it definitely um, hits in all the other ones for mm. sure. Oh, definitely. Let me read this to you because that ties into that. Because uh, today the assailants are fatherlessness, divorce. There's a fifty percent rate of. I don't know. That's probably gone up since I wrote. Yeah, this. I think it's like 58%. secular and Christian marriages in the church. Abuse, homosexual marriage, pornography, and other negative influences that have brought great dysfunction to American life. Cocaine. Yeah. God is calling fathers and mothers, both spiritual and biological, to bring order to chaos that the enemy has unleashed against families in America. He also wants to bring healing to marriages and relationships within families in order to maintain a moral foundation for children in the future to stand on. See, that's what we're talking about. Because the family domain, that sphere of influence, is the one that you have the most authority over. Yeah. Right? So I don't, there's a lot, I can't do a lot in government. I can do a little bit, but I can't do a lot. Business, I can run a business, but I'm not a global corporation. Uh, Religion, um, I can preach the gospel, but I'm not in a, I'm not in a full-time ministry. But the family Oh, I'm not in arts and entertainment. Well, we are in arts and entertainment. So I am taking that sphere right here. Yeah. So, yeah, don't discount that. Um, But the family, that's the domain that you have the most control over. Uh, Because if you don't put that one first, the other six domains will start to crumble. And we see that today. If you look at statistics, for instance, the chances of somebody becoming a Christ follower, a Christian, uh, giving their life to Jesus... Uh, go the the high the older they get the the more that percentage goes, goes down. down. So it's a lot it's a lot easier to disciple younger people than it is older people. That's not to say it doesn't happen. I see we see it happen in our church often. Yeah. But but what the issue is is that the discipleship starts in the home. That's it. And right Satan there. Satan knows that. Yeah. For instance, we'll just go there. LGBTQ. That whole religion is going after children because they know people are not born gay. That's exactly what they know. They are made gay. 
If you believe that they were born gay, then you wouldn't be fighting to evangelize children to convert them to the religion of idolizing sex and worshiping right. at its altars of per- perversion. You wouldn't be given first graders material about sex positions. No. In in you know with with various you know homosexual homosexual acts. Like yeah, you wouldn't yeah, be yeah. doing that. You wouldn't be if, doing if drag, they were drag truly, queen story hour. If they were truly born gay, then they would just evolve into being that. That's what yeah. it would be. But no, they know that that's not the case, so they have to evangelize schools. They have to be trained. And they have to go in there with their good news that you can do whatever you right. want, whenever you want, with whomever you want. It's no big deal. There is no God. And and it's turned into a religion. These are evangelists with Boom. the gospel. That's... They're going in to evangelize and disciple people. And He's talking the sphere hate, right there. They hate the fact that these things can be done behind closed doors where I can set my kids down and say, no, you can't watch that show yeah. because it has that in there and it will warp your mind. Yeah. And that's that, yeah. why. And we disagree with that. Yeah. What he's talking about God right said, there is keep it holy. What he's talking Be about holy right there as I am holy is, is Jesus said, make disciples of nations. And what he's talking about is the one thing you have control over is your family. That's your nation. If you don't disciple them, Somebody, Somebody else, else will. will, and that's yeah. what they're doing. They are discipling their nations, and that's what I'm talking about with the gates of hell at the top of these institutions. We have, as the church, we have to get our own ecclesia, and we have to go storm the gates ourselves yeah. instead of sitting back being... Now, of course, what he's talking about is my little domain. They can't stand that because I'm in control. I'm discipling my own kids. I control what my kids listen to. I control right. what my kids watch. And, and like you said, learn. if they get older, if they didn't get that in a family, strong family unit, if they didn't get that, that's that's where you're going to get into trouble. And that's where when you get older and I didn't get that and, discipleship. And you need the balance in the yeah. family of both the feminine and the masculine because my kids need to learn how to feel. Yeah. But yet my kids need to learn how yeah. to battle. Like what is the old saying? I'd rather I'd rather my children. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather my children be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Right? Like I want them to unleash the beast, but I want them to learn how to tame it. And, right. And I want you to understand you're going to have things that you're going to desire, and you're going to have things that are going to tempt you. And if they're not godly and they're not holy, you need to have self control to say no. And and that's what the enemy hates. That's what this antichrist spirit hates more than anything is that behind closed doors, they can't use things like social pressure, social construct. They can't use politicizing of, of, of you know education yeah. and different things <clears throat> like that because behind closed doors, I have more time with my children than anyone else. And what I believe is going to disciple them. That's why scripture tells you to raise up your children in the way they should go. Right. When they get older, they will not depart. It doesn't say depart. at some point they won't walk away or be the prodigal son or be the prodigal daughter, but eventually they're going to come back because of the seeds of the foundation you planted in their formative years. Right. Yeah. We have adults walking around still wounded from things people said to them when they were 10 years old. And they're 48. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because what happens behind closed doors in that discipleship period of your first 18 to 25 years is key. It's very vital. And if we're if we have any any chance of fighting back, it's going to take fathers to say no to things like porn, which is being shown to have that's yeah robbed <laughs> so many people from some because like go and they watch it and then, this isn't this isn't PG, is it? 
Oh, no, this is okay. rated R. All right, good. I like to hear that. <laughs> they go, they watch ex. like peeping Toms, other people having sex, and then they masturbate, and then they feel shame, and then they take that shame and that anger out on their wives and their yeah. families, and they get frustrated really easy and annoyed. Science is even starting to prove the, the, just, the junk that it does to your brain. Right. Yeah. When you're not intimate with another human in that way, mm-hmm. but you're intimate with yourself. And so we've just normalized all these things so that we can rob families mostly of men. Don't get me wrong. Women fall into the trap too. Mm-hmm. But men. Mostly men because you got to take that guy out. Yeah, take him out. Yeah. Take him out. And then now we've got an entryway into the family because now the provider's gone. Now the strong force is gone. Yeah. We infiltrate that. Then we can control what happens in education. We can control what happens in the arts. We can control yeah. what happens in all. If we can rob the family, yeah. then we yeah. can control everything We can else. topple the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to, wow. to say, man, it's these things are done, you know, we, we look at a lot of times we talk about just overarching things and overarching evil and stuff, but these these battles are won in the day-to-day, you know, doing things one day at a time, you know, it's repenting, turning away from the life that you're living. So, because the deal is with men, if you can, if you can cripple us, how can we stand in front of our family and dis, dis, discipline them like we're supposed to? Right. When we're living the way that we feel and, uh, you know, we're watching those things, it's, it's like as a man, like we have to, we have to live by grace and to turn for our sins that we can properly lead our family in the way they should go. Yeah. And that starts with yourself. That starts the three with three greatest words you can say as a man is not, I love you. Yeah. It's I am sorry. Yeah, exactly. And my, my family, for instance, in my house, uh, I tell my family, I love them a hundred times a day. I'll just randomly walk by and be like, well, hey. 100. Well, I need up my game. Yeah. No, literally, I will yeah. walk by so every every 30 seconds. I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you. Every stuff. time I walk by, I'll be like, hey, Bo, I love you. And be like, I love you, Dad. And it's to the point where he's just like, eh, like whatever. Um, <laughs> but, nerd. I know, right? But but when I miss it. Dad loves me. Yeah, when I miss it. Yeah. I'm I and I and I know I missed it. Like it's it's apparent that I miss it. I I feel convicted about it. Like I go back and I. What do you mean miss it? When I when I know that I reacted in a wrong way, um, you know, for instance, one of my sons does something that I've told him repeatedly not to do, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing? Go!" Or like I get onto them, yeah. And then I have to I've go back, there. and I have yeah. to go back. Normally, I'll let it cool down, and then I'll go back to him and I'll sit down and I'll be like, "Hey, this is what happened." This is what we need to change. And I need you to understand that I did not handle that the right way. That was bad. That was on me. I let my emotions get the best of me. And I can't do that. I've had those conversations with a teenager. I hope you don't have to have that one. Because maybe I mean I'm a work in progress. It's it's amped up. Is it? (laughs) Especially me losing it. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. So yeah, I've had I've had those conversations as well. But the stuff that we're talking about, like with families, this is nothing new. Like we were talking about this earlier. This has been going on for a long time. I mean, you had the worship of Moloch. Yeah. Yeah. Back back in the olden days of the Bible, right? um, Where let's kill the babies. Where they would. They would go in and have sexual rituals of worship, and then they would sacrifice their firstborn to this basic, basically, it's a false god. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a make-believe god. Uh, real spirit behind it. Don't get me right, wrong. Right, right, right. It's still god. here. Still here. So how is there an assault on the family or war on the family? This was just from uh, a couple of these were from an article in Answers from Genesis. Um, oh, I love those guys. Love those guys. Uh, number one, it would be don't 
telling the telling generations now don't have kids. Yeah. Don't have kids. Oh, and by the way, China kill them if you do. Yeah. And so sacrifice them. Yep. And now China's running into Let's try they're to saying they saying that their economy is going to crumble in 10 years because yeah. of the decline of the, of the one child policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Decline. No, well, so what happened was born. they had too many boys and not enough females. Yep. And so there's just a whole bunch of dudes walking there. around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, well, um, I don't know. We I mean, we can't I mean, repopulate just, with just, just dudes. There's only one thing to do. Just dudes. Uh, just dudes walking around. How, how did they pull that off? That's why. Remember, I, remember when I sent you that? Um, it was a YouTube video about that gentleman trying to create that warehouse of uh, <gasps> test tube kids. Yes. Where they wanted to have right. just pods and They pods. were in a chamber. Yeah. yeah. Instead that, of the womb, they right. had like a, the yeah. worst yeah. movie ever. No, it's a real thing. No, so, no, that's, that's no it's a concept yeah. video of how they want to bring kids into the world in the future. Instead for, of a mother's womb, they're going to have a factory. For nations that can't um, keep up with population. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one of the. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was points. that was. Freaky. I thought we were already overpopulated, though. What's going? On? <laughs> yeah, I thought they're trying to deep. What's the, going on? The Georgia okay, Guidestones. I thought they were trying to take us out. Yeah, now they're trying to figure out ways to add population. So they're telling, yeah, telling people not to have kids, right? And then telling you, oh yeah, by the way, if you do, kill it, kill it. Here's yeah. the, here's Good the crazy Lord. thing that they would actually in back in the day they would they would sacrifice their firstborn to Moloch in a fire. Like in a yeah. furnace, they would place it. It was this big, huge metal statue, and they literally this big, huge statue, and they literally put it in the middle, in the belly, or in the outstretched hands in some places. That, and it was like it was a furnace, and they killed. Oh Here's what they believe. Here's what they believe. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. They believed that it would ensure financial prosperity for okay. them and their loved ones. Okay. Doesn't that sound a lot like? Hollywood saying, hey, I'm proud I had abortions because it afforded me more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't I'm be where I am today. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today if I that didn't. dang kid. If I didn't get rid <laughs> of that child. Dang kid. And so telling you don't Sick. have kids and killing them. Number two, sexualizing. We talked about that just a little bit ago and mm-hmm. destroying children at a young age. And then now we're talking about letting 12-year-olds decide if they want to be boys or girls. Oh that's a gosh. whole different topic, so yeah. but it's similar to what we're talking about. No, that's about. the same topic. Number three, kill the elderly, disabled, or ill. Now we're talking about euthanasia legislation. The youth in Asia? Yeah, the youth in <laughs> Asia uh, legislation. <laughs> yeah, what about it? And uh, number, four, number four, schools trying to dictate what's taught in schools, saying that we know better than you. Yeah. yeah. These are the main ways... Society, that, that's the attack our right there. Here in America, is trying, and that's to what we're fighting families. against right there. One hundred percent. What do you got, Jason? No, I remember. <laughs> I remember when we, we were talking about uh, it was Illuminati when Mike brought up the uh, the hydro. What was it the chrome? Oh, um, what is it? What is it? You know it. Chrome, yeah, oh, dang man, it, dude. Hydrochrome. Oh. <laughs> it chrome. Like that. Anyway, he's gonna Chromosome. get mad at us. Yeah, yeah he is. He's gonna be <laughs> furious. Oh, you're talking about the blood stuff. Yes, yeah, the blood yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But why like, can I not like, why can't I think of that? I don't know. Uh, but Troy, I'm so upset right now. You guys now. have computers. I, I don't want to go there. I'm I want my mind to do it. You <laughs> want your mind to do it? Uh, like adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Yes, yes. Woo! Um, like Troy was saying. Uh, the god, the god of Moloch, where they would sacrifice. I mean, the the Aztecs did the same thing. Yeah. They would sacrifice their kids on, on the uh, on the temples and have their blood run down, right? Oh, and yeah, that would yeah. wash them clean. 
for you know any impurities and things like that. Be aware of those mystery religions, man. You yeah, know what I'm saying. So I mean, like you said, it's been happening since the dawn of the time. The dawn of time. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, sure. Let me read this real quick, <clears throat> um, because everybody's saying the same things. And I just like the, I just like some of these quotes that I wrote down. Men are charged with the responsibility of being the primary initiator within the family. Women are designed to be supporters of the man to fulfill that role. Can I get an amen? Uh, the women should be encouraging and edifying the man to maturity, stepping into what he's called to be. When the man steps into what he's called to be, he creates a greater space for the woman to be what she's called to be. And this is the model for children to witness their parents do. They can see it firsthand and they see how to successfully navigate the family, which children cannot see when there's a single parent home. Yeah, That's when it's broke. And they, they don't see that. And from a, women, a woman's standpoint, yes. society's attacking that as well. You know, I'm not going to be under no man. You know? Right. Not going to be under no man, but it's okay if men dominate my sport. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't want the space to, to encourage you and edify you to become what you want to be. I want to be what I want to be. Yeah. And that was prophesied in the book of Genesis, man, right there when uh, yep. Eve did it. That was one of the first things that God, God said to her was that you're going to want to always lead over them, you know, and it's with, they were battling it way back then since the original sin. So, yep. 100%. And it, again, one of the, one of the ways for instance, as God has called men to love their wives as Christ has loved the church, one of the things in premarital counseling I talk with all our couples about is what is the main way Do Jesus you love Christ? <laughs> yeah. What is the main way Jesus loved the church? I mean, it's well, pretty self-explanatory. He, he, gave was, his sac- life. he was sacrificial, right? Yeah. yeah. And you got to lay some things down. And, and so we've, you know, we could talk about the socioeconomics of things and different stuff like that, but you know, oftentimes men try their best to be sacrificial by working multiple jobs or working a lot. Sometimes. And then, and right. then, yeah, yeah, and sometimes. And then they're never home. And yeah. Well, that thinking attack, that that's part, I've got to do right, this right. as my duty. Exactly. But, and they're missing. But there's yeah. more to life than money. Right. right? Absolutely. There's yeah. more to life than gold. Gold. Silver. Gold. We need one of those. And so I love gold. Gold. Metal. You've got a bunch I need to put on here. And yeah, I know. I, <laughs> just call me up. Yeah, um, send me a list. <clears throat> I love gold. And so uh, really what, what children need to see is, is a man laying his life down, yeah. leading firm, but laying his life down, preferring his wife over himself, preferring his children over himself. And not letting only them see that in action, not only to just his family, but to God as well. Yeah. You know, like we're there, your kids, they, uh, they, they don't do what you tell them. They, they do what they see you do. Yeah. You know, they, they learn from your actions. Um, that's why it's important. Like I said, it's in the day to days, the, the, the doing what you're supposed to do in the day to day grind. Yeah. That's how we win. You know, anyway, continue on continue on okay. well i'll continue on so you said oh you got hey yeah. come on in here jason <laughs> hey jason you said that's how we win um i don't know man like throughout the whole our whole podcast life span um you know i don't know it, is there a win i mean because when we when we hear win i think we can win in a more of a micro way like within our family but the yeah, but the whole idea and the whole plan that the agenda that's being pushed um, 
I don't think, I think it's going to continue to decay and continue to go this direction uh, until it's made right, right? Um, and it's, <laughs> and I don't think it's, we're not going to be the ones to make it right. It's going to, it's, it's prophesied. It's going to go, it's going to go this way. Mm. There's going to be an increase of lawlessness. There's going to be an increase of depravity. It's going this way. So I'm pretty sad. Right now. I think that, and that's what I'm saying. But, the, <laughs> but the hope, but like we talked about, remember, I always leave this place sad, <laughs> but the hope is that one day in those minor <laughs> wins, those little wins day to day, like Joey was saying, um, those yeah. wins within the home, those are the ones that count. Not, you know, we can, we can always say, Hey, you know what the schools can do better. Or, you know, let's do what the government can do and change. But let's be honest, that stuff's not changing. That's not changing. Yeah. We're, we're not going back to Judeo-Christian values back from 1776. That's not happening. Well, man. maybe part of us will when we have a civil war, but yeah. um, I'm not prophesying that, by the way. I would just be very surprised if that wasn't the case. But yeah. I would say this, that people's purpose hinges on me raising my kids. For instance, a small pebble even creates a ripple, right? Right. We need and more so, of we so, need more so of what that. I do in my home raising my kids. Right. Bo, I this is piggybacking on what right, you're right, right. saying. What piggybacking on what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, what's he going to do? He's going to go out and right. he's going to get a career or whatever it is and then he's going to have the seeds of the gospel planted in his heart. What are yours going to do? Yeah. And see? he's going to come across people and he's going to share the gospel with others and then they're going to find their purpose, their God-given purpose of what he's called them to do and We got to storm the gates of hell. And so we may not ever take back a nation. We may never go start a new nation, but Jesus is going to split the clouds one day. Oh yeah. And we are going to be, we are going to be uh, with him for eternity (laughs) in a new heaven and a new earth. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to teach my kids how to plunder hell and populate heaven because when I, or we go to be with him, whether we're called up into the sky or we are walking (laughs) or or we die or or we're murdered, (laughs) either way, either way, I want a train of life change behind me. Yeah. Those are those little, those little wins. Like Joey was saying, hundred percent. And those, those little wins, they, I think that's what, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Those little wins, not only just, you know, reaching other people, but you got to understand the reach that you have within the legacy of your family. Yep. So Joe, when you, when you teach your kids, your kids are going to teach their kids and their kids yeah. are going to teach their kids. That's a legacy. Jesus did it with 12 people, man. Yeah. Changed yeah. the entire world. <clears throat> and you have 12 kids. I mean, you could do it. I'll just You want 12 kids. That's what I, I heard. Wanna, I just want to, you know, do the deed. Kids. Wow. <laughs> you just want to practice? Did so you say do the no deed? Game, if the kids on the pop bus, out. It is rated X. <laughs> if the kid, if kid pops out. What's happened? Then there it is. This is turned. Um, <laughs> Anyway, real back. The, the back other thing, the other thing that we can—that's a great point, though. I'll give you that. Be, that's a great point. But I don't think we should just lay down and quit. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. So here's a, here's. I a, think that's not quitting. That's the part where you don't quit. Right. But I see that. I, I, I still think we can storm the gates of hell, though. And another thing we do, I think that's storming the gate. Well, here here's what I'm. I'm. Let me go. Let me, go ahead. I got my thought. Here's, I think storming the gate. I think I think the church in the overall the large church has missed it. Because when it talks about training up the saints uh for the edif- or for the ministry, they should be trained to go out into those spheres and storm the gates of hell. Well, instead, 
we've gotten into this society of what do I got to do to make money? Oh, I got to go find a job instead of looking for their purpose. They go to find the nine to five grind. They get married. They just do their thing. Oh, I'm a door greeter at church. Oh, I clean the bathrooms at church. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm good. A, to- <laughs> hey, one of the best that we have. Yes. By the way. What I'm, what I'm saying is it's more than that because the church was so busy about saving souls. They forgot to plunder the gates of hell. Yeah, so they left. They left culture at at it. So if you're gonna if you're gonna storm the gates of something, what do you have to have? An army. Uh, Not, yeah. I mean, yes, but what uh, what are, nuclear what are people weapons. The, weapons, right? Nuclear yeah. weapons. Weapons. Nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons. Now, um, in one of the ways that we can we do storm the gates of hell is that we place the sword of the spirit in our kids' hands. Yeah, we teach them how to fight. Spiritual warfare. We teach them what's right, what's wrong. We teach them how to stand, even when everyone else might be going yeah. a different direction. We teach them what's up, what's down. We teach them left, what's right. We teach them all the things that Scripture teaches us that are moral and good and just and right. And then not only that, we as fathers, we got to start pulling each other up. Right. Like encouraging one another and sharpening one yeah. another. And, hey, Jason, I saw how you were with your kids the other day, and I thought it was great. And, you know, I just had a conversation with... Uh, with Jason Snyder uh, yeah. at our church. Absolutely love you, Jason, if you're if you're listening to this. And uh, um, But he grinded for years to provide for his family. Yeah. And now they're living their dream out on a homestead. The homestead. And he's quit his job and now works for his wife. Pray for him. And no, I'm just kidding. Praise Jesus. And he's absolutely loving it. And so at the end of the day, he has done such a great job. And on Sunday, I pulled him aside and said, hey, dude, I see how you are with your kids. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And this is a mountain of a man in my eyes. Somebody who's well, that's not saying much. I'm not saying height. Yo, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Oh, it was just too easy. Hey, Joey, where am I at? You're you're on the short glass. You're on the five nine What are you talking about, bro? I'm the tallest one in this room, and I'm short. Okay. Hey, let's all just back it up. I'm glad you said that, Jason. But like he's he's got a tough exterior and this guy um, you know, started tearing up. And it's because he was seen and he was encouraged and I yeah. think I think we as men act like we don't want that, but really we do because all of us are little boys. Still do you know why our, we do you know why, why we want that? Why? Because our fathers didn't give that to us enough. Amen. Because hmm. during those times during the 1930s <clears throat> They had to be hard, hard because they Despised. were at war. Yep. Because yeah. they had the to go depression, depression, the yeah. war. They they had they had to be, and so they had, like Joey said earlier, they had to. You couldn't feel, so that that it it went so far left. Each generation swings to the yes, other side. Yes, and it's one hundred percent. And and now they're trying to uh you know recorrect, um and go towards the other side. Well, then we swung to the I want to be my kid's beta. friend, right? And, yeah. and <laughs> being a beta, <laughs> and and. You know, crying every two minutes. <laughs> but you know, I listened to a lot of like uh, David Goggins and Jocko, and oh, David Jocko. Goggins was. I I put on these these uh, these these long motivational is this speeches. Where you're gonna cuss and you tell us not to be a bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. okay, right. I mean, that is true. But um, yeah, I, I w- we were listening to one motivational speech. Uh, me and the boys, and we were driving, and he said something. He said, "You know, this is a tough world. Life is tough." And we and we're raising kids not to be tough. A part of you have to has to be tough, 
because life is not going to give up. Mm-mm. It's going to beat you down and keep on going. And I looked at my son. And I said, you know what? That's true. And he said, that's right. And I, and then later on, he's your like, son said that. Yeah. Justice. Wow. And then he called me a beta later, but, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, he's listening to those and that's true though. We're, we're raising, we have to find a, in a, a balance between like Joey, like you said, being tough and all, and knowing how to show grace and love mm-hmm. and mercy. I taught my boys this. I said, I, when they do something wrong, I know when to give them grace and I know when to give them correction. Yeah. Right. The other day he, he got <laughs> one kid poked him in the eye and my, my, my justice is tough, dude. Justice is tough. He can yeah. probably whoop all of us. And I said, what I said, I said, I said, what, what did you do? He said, dad, I showed him mercy. And I said, good. Cause that's, I know he could, I know he can whoop that kid. I know he can see that's strength. That's strength. Yeah. Uh, do you ever guys listen to, um, uh, Dr. Peterson? He's, uh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. yeah. He, t- he says, you know, there's a there's that uh, verse in the Bible about being meek when Jesus says, you know, yeah, the meek, meek shall inherit the earth. earth. Yeah. Uh, he said, actually, what it means is that the meekness means withholding <clears throat> your strength. Strength under control. Strength under control. Yeah. And that's what, like you said earlier, when we need to be disciplined and self-control. Hey, you know what? I am a monster, but I'm a monster that's got that's got it, got it yeah. all under control, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the balance. I'm going monster. on this tangent. Yeah, but but now we're, we're that's good. Now we're at the right the, the core of the thing. The thing what is to be a man? The thing we're fighting is that there's a car. You know, for instance, there's a car wreck and there's a car on fire and somebody's screaming on the inside. We have a bunch of men standing on the side with their cell phones out, taking In video pictures, of yeah. it instead of running towards it, risking yeah. their lives to try to save innocent people. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I think that we we do need that 100 percent as men to say, hey, listen, I think you're doing a great job. 100 i i just took Bo and cameron to worlds of fun oceans of fun a couple weeks ago eh, it's probably been i say it's a midwestern thing a couple days ago a yeah. couple weeks ago could have been a couple of years <coughs> last year uh, so oh, i want to go there it was like Monday. Three, three weeks ago i think and uh oh, are they closed i don't know i don't know what their hours was, are right now i was thinking maybe labor day i could go hit it the wave, the wave pool's done is what it? oh yeah it it's over it they close it down. I don't know if it's season. fully closed, but they don't turn the waves on anymore. Oh, it's just no. a pool. That's I'm done. Just a pool. <laughs> Too many people. Uh, anyway, drown. go ahead. So we <laughs> so we get we Squirrel. get there, and I tell uh, I ask Bo. I say, Hey, you gonna ride any rides today? And he said, Yeah, we'll we'll ride some rides. So we get there, and uh, I measured him before we got there, so I knew how tall he was. I knew he was tall enough to ride Nailed the Mamba. It. Yeah. And uh, when we got there, I was like, Hey, you want to ride a big boy ride? And he was like, I don't know about that. And I was like, Come on, dude. Ride this one with me. We got up to it, about to walk up, and I was, he was like, Dad, I don't think I want to ride this thing. It looks big. It's fast. I don't want anything to do with it. And I was like, why? And he goes, I'm scared of heights. I said, no, you're not. You're not scared of heights. You think you're scared of heights, but you're not. And today we're going to get over it. Do you trust me? And he said, yeah, I trust you. So we get in. I got him on the second row because the first had a couple people in it. I didn't want to wait. I didn't, want to, I didn't want him to chicken out. So, yeah. so we get there, we get in the second row and uh, we're ticking up and he's like <clears> looking <throat> over the side and he's like, hey, this is really high. And I was like, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, when we got to the top and we were about to go over, I said, we're going to go over. I'm going to put my arm across you and I need you to know you're going to be okay. And he goes, okay. The whole time, I'm pretty sure he was death gripping my arm like this as we were going, we get done. I go, yeah. did you have fun? And he goes, not really. So you're going to ride it again? He goes, 
yeah, I'll write it again. <laughs> All that to say is when he grows up and he begins to, cause he got baptized this year and he begins to, as he's growing to have his relationship with God and, and all that, he's going to have an easier time of equating goodness with his father, protection with his father, because of his earthly father being there sure. doing that yeah. thing as well. And so he wouldn't have done it if I didn't encourage him to do it. But I didn't push him to do it. I let him make the decision. But what I promised him was safety and protection in return. And he was okay with it. And what that does is that ripple effect from that day, I'll never forget it. He probably will. Wow. But that ripple effect that. from that day will go, well, right now his, his mind's only on Madden and defeating me <laughs> and Madden. That's it. That's, that's what his mind's set on. And so uh, that ripple effect will go through his kids, through their kids, you know, Jesus Terry's, and then on to other people that he comes in contact with because he's going to have a, a very strong bond with his heavenly father because his earthly father <clears throat> did a great, an okay job of showing him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, stop. No, 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 no. no. Let, let's, <laughs> boys, let's, let's affirm him. Not just an okay job. Dude, I appreciate it. You're doing, Dude, great, bud. You're doing a great it. job. I appreciate it. Super fantastic. But also, one thing I'm trying to teach Bo, humility. So... That's but I like I likes. like how you told him you're you're not scared of Heinz. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, you yeah. like you you were convincing like whatever you're feeling that's not it. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like that. I, I do and I don't. I do I do for many reasons because the absence of fear is the courage is not the absence of fear. No. Courage is overcoming overcoming it. Yep. Overcoming mm. it. Yep. You know, he probably was afraid, but he had the courage to get back on there. Yep. Keep on yeah, going. I'd agree with that. You know, I got a yeah. story about the Mamba real quick. <laughs> please, oh, please, is this thing high? Two hundred fifteen foot tall. Dude, I gotta try this. I went seventy five miles. An never hour. again. <laughs> one time, I just really I do you're done. One time, and that's it. I'm gonna tell Bo to come one up to you and be like, Beta, <laughs> Beta, Beta. Uh, but so, I, I, as a kid, I don't ride roller coasters anymore because I'm. <laughs> I actually am afraid of heights. No, so, you're not afraid of heights. No, I am. No. <laughs> It ain't gonna work on me. It's not working on. I will be I'm right here. I'm not gonna here. fall into your trance. I will be right here, Listen, Joey. If you guys ever see me working on a ladder, you're gonna see my knees shaking the entire. Oh, wow. I got a no. Hold on. I got a story about Joey, and it involves a bat. Oh, Wait, I've, what, I've what, got bat stories. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, don't get me started. We had a on that. dead bat outside the church door, and I said, Joey, you want to help me with this? He goes, Nope. I was like, "Why? You're a pl you're a plumber, right? Like yeah. you, you do it's where rodents. I draw the line. You get man. those yeah, <laughs> he those goes, spaces." He goes, "No." He goes, "What I'll do is I'll stand behind the door and I'll hold the I'll hold the <laughs> the catcher thing as I sweep it in there. The dust. Hey, all catcher. we're all we're trying wow. to say is know your limits. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, have boundaries. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights, and there's nothing wrong with it. And bats. And bats. Yeah. And the dark. And my wife sometimes. Hey, I, I rolled well, over my wife are. under this deck here at the house from a bat. <laughs> yeah. So. But anyway, I'm with you. anyway, we were riding the Mamba one time. I was riding by myself, and uh, there's this guy. He was Captain Swolio, dude. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You know, he was like, whatever. So I, I sat next to him because I was riding it by myself. I can't remember why. Maybe I didn't have any friends at the time. That's probably what it is. Yeah. But anyway, I rode with the dude, and he was like, <laughs> he was like one of those silent warrior types where he didn't really say anything. And uh, I sat down, I sat down, buckled myself in, and then I look over, and he's not buckling himself in. I'm like, dude, this guy is nuts. He's He's got a death wish. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, I buckled myself in. He just, we just pulled down the little draw bar. It clicks to us, and he's sitting there just looking, you know, not trying to make small talk or nothing. And as we go up, 
as it starts finally making that descent down, our bar unlatches Mm-mm. for a split no. second and latches again. Okay. And I heard him scream <clears throat> like a girl and start crying visibly. <laughs> he thought he was going to fly out of the, the roller coaster, man. Jeez. But everything was fine? I mean, he died. So, <laughs> so somebody else's it. experience shaped yours. That was the Mamba? What are you, is this a teaching moment? What's going on? <laughs> I'm, just asking, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. So I apologize you right now. I feel under the lamp right now. Listen. Did you want to lay on the couch real quick? I'm okay. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm afraid of heights, but, you know, I'll get over it. Be cool. Let's go. Next. Yeah, and next Bo, time. Bo might next grow topic. up. And, Let's move on. Yeah. Bo, <laughs> might, Bo now, might grow up and be afraid of heights. I don't want to talk about me anymore. Bo might grow up and be afraid of heights, but he's, but he's always going to have that understanding of the protection of a father. Yeah. He may never write it again without me. I don't know, but yeah, um, but he'll push through. Yeah, hopefully. I and mean, that's know, the goal. And he'll know he can do it. You know, that's the goal. And I want him to see me, like I, you know, with me and my wife. Or, for instance, we get into arguments <clears> just like anybody else, and I come back and set things right, say I'm sorry. Yeah. Try to, you know, understand, fight to understand, not fight to win. Those types of things, and want him to see how a man is to operate. Because I grew up without a dad. Yeah. I didn't get to see any of that stuff. Um, the men that were in my life were grade A douchebags. Um, yeah, I was going to say that you're doing things completely different. Oh, 100%. from what? Yeah, the the movie that you saw growing yeah. up. Oh, that, that you've got a different script. Well, I saw single handedly what happens <clears throat> when you live in a home where there is no masculine or godly masculine uh, yeah. qualities. Right. And, and, Not toxic and look at and look at this masculine. picture. Look at this picture. How many people, same scenario, mm-hmm. go the opposite? Mental makeup. Right? What do you mean mental makeup? You know what mental I'm saying? Mental makeup. I see things differently than my two sisters grew up <clears> in the <throat> same situation. I have uh, other guy friends that have grown up in the same situation mm-hmm. that went separate ways. And the way that certain people view other people's actions, they think, I can get away with that. Or, okay, I saw that. It wasn't terrible. Uh, they survived. I can do that. Whereas when I was a kid, my first formative memory as a kid was around five years old. And it was this. I don't want to be like my mom when I grow up. Because mm. I saw cause, I, call, I saw the cause and effect of everything. Right. I like to say it like this. I, like when I look at the world, I look at it as dots. Uh, I see connections. That's the way I kind of see things. So, um, you know, somebody's, let's just say, massively overweight. And mm-hmm. having to take medication for it. And I see you slugging down 32-ounce Cokes. So good, though. I know. Mm. So good. Uh, I look at that and go, well, you should probably stop that, right? Like, that's just the way my brain works. Right. It's like, hey, I see this does that, this does that. And so as a kid, I remember, thinking, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't want to be like that person or that person in my life who's strung out on drugs or smokes cigarettes all the time or drinks till they're, you know, passed out or like I was around all of that growing yeah. up and <clears throat> knocking cocaine off library books and different stuff like that. But I just remember thinking, I don't want to live like that. Whereas like my sisters looked at that and said, that looks like a good time. People mm. are getting away with things. I should probably do that too. Mm. And it's or, a mental makeup. Or, or here's another, st- this sounds like a story of the two twins that were in prison because their father was it's an like alcoholic thing. Yeah. They're, it's the same story. Both twins got one of them. The, their dad was an alcoholic abused them same let's just say the same story that you saw growing up yeah one of them ended up in prison one of them ended up a successful businessman and they interviewed both and said what do you why 
did you turn out this way? The successful guy said, well, what do you, why do you think I turned out this way? There was no way I was going to turn out to be like my dad. Mm-hmm. The guy in prison, why do you think I'm like this? It's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm going to turn into this because my dad. Yeah. It's the same thing. But I think one is a, one is a, is we're talking about pushing like, through I can't help ago. it. I think certain, certain people, I don't, I don't know <clears> if you're born this way or <throat> if it's like it's ingrained in you as a child or you just like your personality trait. I don't know what it is. I'm not qualified for that. But some people look at stuff and they, they, they want to make excuses <clears throat> while others look at stuff and try to push through or come up with a different Solutions. solution. Yeah. Um, and, and so I know the people that I've been around a lot of the time, there are people I've, I know just like me who did the same thing. Um, and we're not even necessarily the same type of people, but they looked at it and said, I don't want to be like that. So I'm going to go a different direction. And so it really just comes down to mental makeup. And what I want to instill in my boys particularly is the ability to like, we win and we learn, right? Yeah. We don't lose. You only lose if you quit. You can win. That's great. But really when you, when you, when you feel like you're losing, that's when you're, you're actually learning some things and learning turns into winning real quick. And so I want to train them to be that way. Look at, look at life through a filter that's not self-centered or, or all about me, but like helping grannies across the street, you know, holding doors open for ladies, like things like this. And then when things get hard, you lose a job or a, friend says they don't want to be friends with you anymore. Like instead of whining about it, let's self-reflect, try to get better, try to be more Christ-like, you know, you're talking about giving mercy and things like that, those types of things. And, and, and really that's going to create ripple effects long after I'm gone. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe I didn't sleep with a hundred chicks and I didn't do every drug under the sun and I didn't go, you know, party in Ibiza, but right. I, but I created a legacy that is eternal and then my kids are going to go out and do the same things as well. And one thing I do want to add is like kids, you know, like we were talking about it briefly the other day where I've, I have a boy and a girl or yeah, I have a boy and a, yeah, and a congratulations. Girl. Yeah. Thank you. And you have two sons. <laughs> yep. Uh, every kid, like you said, there's, there's different makeups of every single child. Like every kid's going to think differently. Every mm-hmm. kid's going to react differently. I have to parent my son differently than my girl. Like we were talking about yesterday. Like I, I'm, I'm raising my, my daughter to be independent. You know, I'm raising my son to be humble. It's just, you have to understand your kids. You have to understand, I mean, really yourself. Uh, you have to understand your wife. Like to have a healthy family, there's not like a one size fits all mm. where, oh, he's this way with his kids. Like that may not work. Right. You know, right. like. My, my, my wife is one of the most stubborn women you'll ever meet, you know, Wow. and I'm one of the most stubborn men you've ever meet. You'll ever meet, you know, it's like whenever we get on a topic and we really start. So it's like, we, we know each other to the point where it's like, we have to handle our discussions differently. And I, I know my son, like I can't, I can't, my son's a very tender hearted kid. You know, he's like, well, like I said, we work on humbleness and with him. It's like, I can't be overly harsh with him because he's already soft. You know what I mean? So it's like understanding your kids gotcha. and understanding your, your daughter. It's, it, it takes, it takes being present. present. Yeah. Yes. As to a, know that. Not only to just being that. present, yeah. but insightful. I mean, that is insightful and yeah. it's profound that you understand that about your, yourself. You yeah. understand that about her and you understand that about your two kids because a lot of people don't 
they can be present, but they don't they don't observe and right. they don't ingest what yep. they see, and they're not perceptive. Yeah, that's that's insightful, man. Because not means not me. Not many yeah. people know that. Well, and I think right. that I think that comes from you know the old verbiage of pulling yourself up from the bootstraps. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like we have a whole culture of men that. Uh, well, you know, they'll hear they something like their boots. Well, no, not that. It's like they'll hear what we're talking about today and they'll be like they make a list in their head where I need to do this, this and this and this. And they're going to fight like heck to make those things happen. But those battles aren't won by you trying to go out in the in the world and force yourself to do these things like these like the whole idea of Christianity is like our heart needs to be changed from the inside out. You know, and that takes time to like humbling yourself before God. And yep. um, these things that we're talking about, like running your family and stuff, like I'm under the belief that the Holy Spirit will do do these things. But it takes it takes you humbling yourself to lead your family humble, humbly, yeah. you know, um, that sort of thing. Like this isn't these aren't things like having a, a good godly family or a good family life. Like it's not there you're not going to be able to do it on your own. It's just not, it's going to take other people. It's going to take friends. It's going to take other men lifting you up. It's going to take you laying your life down um, every day, you know, and not like I said, I mean, we, we, we operate out of an upside down kingdom, you know, it's like you, you want this thing, but you know, God will give it to you if you, if you give your life to him, you know what I mean? So like, anyway, (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That was good. That was really wow, good. Wow, Joey. That's, really See, good. that's why he's on the show. Yeah. That's why we got him. He auditioned. Yeah. Do he your, made do it. Your, this is why. Do your uh do your kids and your wife see you on your knees yeah. before God? Do they do they hear you worshiping him? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. all those things, like you're not gonna storm anything at first you haven't hit your <laughs> knees. So I mean that's no. just a fact. And so, you know, what you're saying is true. Uh we just had a situation today. I um actually Work a few hours a week for Chiefs flag football and uh, oh, really? help behind the scenes putting camps together and stuff <clears> like that. And I got home today from their office and uh, uh, on the way home, Alicia. Is that by Swope Park? Is that, are you doing that Swope Park? No, it's actually 93rd and Metcalf. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm on the way home, call her. Hey, you know, what do we got going on? I got to record a podcast. You want any food and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, hey, this is what happened today. So Bo thought Cameron had erased um one of his uh, games off of, Ooh, game off of uh, PlayStation Five, dude. Ooh, I've been tragic. There. And, uh, tragic. Was fighting words. Pissed. <laughs> like tragic. Rage monster. Like mad. She like fire in his eyes. Thought Cain and Abel situation was oh, about no. to happen. About to smash him with a rock. So she sat him down. Had a f- nice conversation with him. Told him to go upstairs, spend some time with Jesus. He went up for a few minutes. Came back down. Was calm. I'm better. Said, said he said he felt like God had told him that he needs to apologize, so he apologized and he did all those things. And then she told him about the story of Cain and Abel again, and they recited <laughs> it back. And she was like, "This is what happens if you don't learn how to oh control yourself. God. You get to this point." And I thought it was really good. So That's when we got home, so when I got home, I first thing I did is walked in, I kissed my wife, okay. as I do every day. All right. And yeah, I told Bo, I said, "Turn the TV off." He turned okay. the TV off, and uh, I said, "Go to my bedroom." And okay. he, um, yeah, dad. Okay. <laughs> so I walk in, walking away and Alicia goes, Hey Troy. And I was like, I turned around, I go, I got this. And so we walk in the bedroom and I told him to sit down. I said, Hey, you got a little bit of an issue today. You got a little mad. He just told me the whole thing. And, uh, I just told him, I said, listen, your, your video game's fake. It can, we can redo it. 
right? It can be made again, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Your brother's real. Can you bring him back to life? And he was like, no. And I was like, so what am I saying? He goes, that I need to be calmer next time and not be so mad because it might I might do something I regret. Yeah, exactly. My wife did that long before I got home. All I was doing, instead of coming in and just acting like nothing happened that day and, oh, my wife's got it, no big deal, I just solidified. Kind of reinforcement. Yeah. I solidified what she had already said. Affirming her. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't just coming from her. It was coming from both, both. of us. And that is what is needed. <clears throat> Men loving their wives as Christ loved the church. And in doing so, empowering and emboldening their wives and leading their children hand in hand with one another. When I hear parents talk about, oh, I'm the disciplinarian and all that. And I'm like. I, I get the point, oh, yeah. right? Like one, one's probably yeah, going to be the yeah. one that kind of forces the hand a little bit more than the other. But really, I look <laughs> at that and I go, both of you should be doing the exact same thing. I mean, whether you spank or you ground or whatever, that's not the point. Are you both hand in hand on it? Are your children seeing a unified front? Are they seeing <laughs> you guys? Because listen, children, they see a crack. Yeah. They're going to divide as quick as possible. Yeah. Well, mom said, well, dad yeah. said, no. Do yeah. you have a unified front? Do they see you on your knees? Do they see you leading? Do they see, this is the biggest one I think for us in the church, for instance, is this, and I'll, I'll, I'll end with this one. Where's I'll close my, with this. Where's my, uh, sure. where's my worship yeah. music? Um, and so, oh, we got some? No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'll close with this. Um, do, do your children, do your children see the same you at church as they do at home? Boom. You're darn right they do. I said darn because. Because <laughs> your kids might listen Dang. to this one day. Because he cusses in church. Yeah, he cusses in church <laughs> yeah. all the time. I, He's <laughs> like, preach that word, <clears throat> yo. There's, there's words that I don't think that are cuss words. God dandruff, some of it itches. And... <laughs> So in your mind, oh, those aren't Son of a bean dipping mother Frito. Work, yeah. Because I got to go bleep all those. Son yeah, of you a bean dipping mother Frito. <laughs> yeah. um, you should add what way more say? than he actually said. <laughs> like, dang, he's going off. Did here. you say Frito? Yeah, son of a bean dipping mother Frito. <laughs> I have not heard hey, that like one. I said, like I said, on the, what was it, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Go to Australia. They, they, they cuss out of the pulpit. Amen. It's yeah. it's a cultural he thing. Said, it's a cultural thing, bro. But we've we've had a we've had an epidemic for generations where on the way to church, mom and dad are yelling at each other, yelling at the yeah, kids. Yeah, you've seen that. Yeah. And then as they get to church, it's like put on a face, yeah. go fake yeah. it. You know, don't like, yeah, don't make us look bad. Yeah, don't, don't make us look bad. We're not like, fighting. Do they see the same you in both places? Yeah, if they do, nice. more often than not. You you you're gonna be leading kids down a path to yeah. follow Jesus yeah. later on. <laughs> well, they're not seeing they're not seeing our our faith um, played out. Yeah, to them it's not real. We go to this church, you pray to this person, but there's no physical change. Yep. Who is this guy? Who is God? I was obviously not making any changes in yeah, your life. Yeah, I didn't life. see anything happen with you. Yeah, why yeah. would I worship this, yeah, what this person? Yeah. yeah. You were talking yeah. about wins, right? Like, how do we win or whatever? Like, for me, yeah, how personal, do we do that? a personal win for me as a pastor <clears throat> is simply this, and it's one of my one of my heroes in the faith is Willie George. Mm. Um, Willie! Down in, the duck. Down, gospel, gospel Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, never down in, you never heard of him? No, but Go, continue. Gospel Bill, yeah. Um, he led planted and led church on the move in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then handed it off to his son, um, Wit. And so, uh, 
one of the things that he talked about a lot was when he was leading the church is that everything he did was through the lens of, well, my kids love the church when they get older. Um, so for instance, I'll say no to things because I've already committed to my kids and they'll see that <clears> I, <throat> that I valued them and not the church over them. And when they got older, they fell in love with the church. Both of them work and are fantastic fathers and lead effective ministries. And I, I love that. So for me, a win is, is when I get older, uh, and my kids are, you know, older as well. Do they still love not only the church, but do they love the Lord? Yeah. Because yeah. what they see him do in me, like you were talking about, Joey, what they see him do in me and through me, and when they see, like, they know they know me. They know me. They know the bad side of me. They see it. But do they see the humble? Do they see Do they see the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit happening yeah. in my day-to-day? Um, yeah, the am I, am I different when, from when they were, you know, seven to when they were 17? Yeah. Did they see growth? Did they see a consistency? Did they see me consistently pursue him? Yeah. Did I consistently get them <clears throat> in scripture with me? Did I, did I teach them how to pray? Did I teach them who he is? Not just book knowledge, but did I show them? Yeah. Did he see them? Yeah. Did they feel him? Do and they, so, do they see the war on the flesh and the spirit? Yeah, you know and, I mean? and when they see that, I think kids, not just kids, but people in general, they crave authenticity. 100%. You know, you got to be authentic. Yeah. Whether, whether, you know, whether you're struggling with this, I, I tell my boys all the time, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> really? I'm, yeah, I, I'm authentic with them. I'm honest with them. Because if I'm honest and open, they'll come to me when they're on, when they have struggling or something. Yeah. And they know, hey, you know what, <laughs> dad, I've been struggling with this. And I'll be like, yeah, man, I get it. We're going to, we're going to fail. We're going to mess up. But we, we, what do we do? We have grace for ourselves, and we, we start again, and we do that again. That's yeah. life, man. Yeah. That's the life that we live. Unfortunately, we're not going to see perfection until we, we're up in the clouds. Yay, yay. But, so, yeah. Celestial bodies. I mean, I think this podcast was uh, a win. A I win. So, <clears throat> we're talking about war on the family. Yeah, I still got a bunch One of One more notes. point. <laughs> <laughs> Joey we can well. go longer. I, I, re- I really want to make this point. <clears throat> if you're a eugenicist, you're going to try to get people not to reproduce mm-hmm. and have babies. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a Bill Gates or a Jeffrey Epstein or a Rockefeller, what you want to do is make sure that TikTok, Instagram, or even Facebook, every time that there is a suggested feed or a feature in their, in their, in their feed, you want to make sure that you show them boobs, butts, and bellies. The three B's of life. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you show them the most suggestive, deprived sexual behavior possible so that you can rot their mind, ruin their ability to co-bond, while at the same time having very little impulse control. And that is essentially what a lot of children are going through. Yeah. Sure, it's big tech, all right. But at the end of the day, why are parents putting phones with this kind of access in the well, kids' hands? whole podcast for... You see what I'm saying? Get yourself a flip phone. Yeah, he talks about that in the book. He calls it subjectivism. Uh, It says he criticizes the prevalence of subjectivism, which denies the existence of objective moral truths. He suggests that without a shared moral framework, moral discourse becomes meaningless, leading to a loss of ethical guidance. Mm -hmm. Wow. And here's my take. Um, In order to win war on the family, you need a strong local church that creates strong local communities. Capital KC. That will put a yes. That will put a priority on showing what God's word teaches on how to model a strong family unit, 
Once this takes place, the families will be trained on how to engage in the culture as a family and take ground in each one of these spheres of influence that we've talked about and essentially storming the gates of hells as promised by our saviors that when we do that, they will not be able to withstand the church when we go storm those gates. This is Byron Dice, and I approve this message. Oh. Okay. I see that. Very nice. Any final thoughts? No. Roundtable? I mean, I have one. Go. And it's kind of what we were just, you know, talking about confirming one another, lifting each other up. I see all y'all at this table, couch over there. Yeah. Leading families. Um, I know we all have testimonies. We all have failures. We all have things that we we could have done better. We Mm -hmm. didn't. Um, but each of us are pursuing Jesus yeah. and we're, we've humbled ourselves and laid our life down at his feet. And, um, I just wanted you guys to know that I see you and, uh, I love it. Thank you. And keep it up. Thanks bro. We love You're you welcome. too, man. We see you. I appreciate Kill it. Me. I see you. I appreciate it. I see you right now, man. <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see dead people. Any final, you got anything, Jason? I think, I don't think so. You clear? I'm I clear. think we got to the bottom of the war. I don't know. I think, Do you want to talk I about think youth we did. in Asia? Youth in Asia? <laughs> youth in Asia. Wasn't that a band? Uh, that's you, Europe. You're talking um, about Eureth? No. Eureth. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. Did you just say Eureth? just goes yeah, so just sideways. really quick. Just sideways. Let's close it before I say something else stupid. <laughs> you had such good insight tonight. Oh, wow. So, uh, what did you say, Jason? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I thought you said something about youth in Asia. Oh, oh no. It's, it's a band called Europe. No, dude. In Asia. Uh, there's there's like, a band called Asia. In the heat of the moment. Yes, that one. Yeah. And also, if there's a band Toto's Africa? called, like, Euro... I don't know, man. I don't either. Hey, make sure you visit our website, www.bottomofthat.com. You can check out our blog for all our show notes and resource material. From there, you can find us on all our social media. But keep your phones out of the kids' hands. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're it listening, is a band. hold on. It is Which a band. one? It what is, is it? A band. Youth in Asia. Youth in Asia I knew it was a band. a band. Are you kidding yes. me? Next week, you should open up with one of their songs. Oh my oh, gosh. We can probably get copyrighted. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> oh, make sure if you go to our website, you can support our podcast. There's a big blue button that says support the show. You can give 99 cents a month or up to $1,000 a month. I don't care. But if you want us to keep creating this content and you want to be part of it, hey. A give thousand, us support. A thousand's the max, that's it. Well, you can give a million if you want, but right. I don't think... Uh, what if they did? Oh, my gosh. That'd be awesome. Sure. If you're listening on YouTube, Rumble and BitChute, and you like this episode, please share, subscribe, leave a comment. If you're listening on any other platform, please follow. Turn on notifications so you never miss when we publish an episode. If you did not like this episode, it's Troy's fault. I thank you I for listening blame. this long, and you can tune in next week. You might hear Jason say... Euthanasia. It's a band. Next week.